Good morning, everyone. And can I wish you all a very happy new year. I hope that 2022 um, is a good year for you, um, both individually as families and as a church family. Our call to worship this morning is going to be sung for us um, by our worship team, I hope, yes. And uh, it is the words of Ascribe Greatness to our, God, our readings from God's Word. first reading is from Proverbs chapter 1, verses 1 to 7. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel, for gaining wisdom and instruction, for understanding words of insight, for receiving instruction in prudent behavior, doing what is right and just and fair, for giving prudence to those who are simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Let the wise listen and add to their learning and let the discerning get guidance for understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. Then from Proverbs chapter eight, verses 22 to 24. The Lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old. I was formed long ages ago at the very beginning when the world came to be. When there were no watery depths, I was given birth. When there were no springs overflowing with water. Before the mountains were settled in place, before the hills, I was given birth. Before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth. I was there when he set the heavens in place, when he marked out the horizon on the face of the deep when he established the clouds above and fixed securely the fountains of the deep, when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command, and when he marked out the foundations of the earth. Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world and delighting in mankind. And then Colossians chapter 2 verses 1 and 2. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. The word of God. Thank you. So, here we are. Another new year. You turned over any new leaves in these last couple of days? Made any New Year's resolutions? Made any plans for this uh, new year? I suppose, in a sense, we're all in the uh, same kind of boat. 
um, reluctant to make any plans really about anything for the fear that they might need to be changed or postponed or cancelled. I'm sure like me, you've had plans over these last uh, couple of weeks to do things and then of course it all went a bit belly up. And you were left thinking, well, what now? I know for myself, I was due to go up to Aberdeen a couple of weeks ago to see the tennis um, at the Battle of the Brits um, up there and really looking forward to it. And then a couple of days before, it was cancelled. Last week, due to go to theatre and again, cancelled. The one thing um, that we've all had to learn to live with over these past couple of years of COVID restrictions as there is, there is that sense that we have no real control. That things can change at the last minute. That there is nothing <clears throat> excuse me, that we can do about it. So why bother making plans? Why bother with New Year's resolutions? Why indeed? But it's not all doom and gloom. We can make plans. We can make New Year's resolutions because we still have control over what we do in our own time and in our own homes. And today, I don't want to ask you to make a New Year resolution, but I want to set you a challenge for 2022. And perhaps this is something that you already do, which is great, and I want to encourage you um, to continue to do that. So what is this challenge? Well, it is very simply a challenge to read a chapter of the book of Proverbs every day during every month of this year. There are 31 chapters in the book of Proverbs, one for every day of the month and with some months, um, some to spare. So in a full year, you will have read through the book of Proverbs 12 times. Why the book of Proverbs? Because the book of Proverbs is part of the Bible as Ruth correctly pointed out to us. It's therefore part of the inspired word of God. And so we have there what God wants us to know and to understand. And we can be sure that they will not be contradictory. They will be consistent with each other. And they will teach us very practical truths for everyday living in the here and now. The book of Proverbs does not deal with future or future times. It deals with living life right where we are, right here, right now. We don't have time this morning to do a complete overview of the book, but just let me mention um, a couple of things that might be helpful to know. Um, and I'll do this kind of in the form of asking some questions. So the first question is this, what is the major theme of the book of Proverbs? And the answer to that was given to us in the video that, the, that we watched there. Uh, and it's fairly easy. It's the, uh, the answer is wisdom. In the book of uh, the words, sorry, the book of Proverbs, the words wise and wisdom 
are used about 125 times because the aim of the book is to help us acquire and apply God's wisdom to the decisions and activities of daily life. The writers who wrote the books in the Old Testament that are known as uh, the wisdom literature wrestled with some of the most difficult questions of life as they sought to understand life's problems and God's point of, uh, from God's point of view. After all, just because you are a believer and walk by faith does not mean that you put your brain in a box uh, up on a shelf and stop thinking. The Lord expects us to apply ourselves intellectually and do some serious thinking as we study his word. In Matthew 22, verse 37, we read that we should love the Lord our God with our minds as well as our hearts and our souls. So is wisdom the same then as intellect? No, it's not. I don't want to be making any political statement here, but I think we will all agree that some of what we have seen and heard of decisions uh, taken and things done by those in government who are probably among the most well-educated men and women um, around have not, over recent months as they've come to light, been very wise decisions. Biblical wisdom has little, if anything, to do with a person's intellect or their IQ or education because it's a matter of moral and spiritual understanding. And I fear that our country is slowly moving towards moral and spiritual bankruptcy because true wisdom is biblical wisdom it has to do with character and values it means looking at the world through the lens of God's truth and not through the lens of sinful and corrupt men and women no matter how well educated they may be biblical wisdom begins with a right relationship with the Lord Wisdom isn't something theoretical, it's something very practical and affects every area of our life. It gives order and purpose to life. It gives discernment in making decisions and it provides a sense of fulfillment in life to the glory of God. Wisdom keeps us in harmony with the principles and purposes that the Lord has built into his world so that as we obey God, everything works for us and not against us. So does this mean that we won't experience any difficulties in this coming year? No, it doesn't. Life happens. And sometimes it's not very pretty. Trials and difficulties are part and parcel of life but having wisdom means that we have the ability to deal with these situations so that we grow spiritually and God is glorified in our lives people with wisdom have the skill to face life honestly and courageously and to manage it successfully so that God's purposes 
are fulfilled in us. And as we stand at the threshold of a new year, it's good to know that. We can learn from the book of Proverbs the divine principles that make us skillful, not in making a living, but in making a life. The pages of history are littered with the names of brilliant, gifted people who were smart enough to become rich and famous, but not wise enough to make a successful and satisfying life. Before his death, one of the world's richest men said that he would have given all of his wealth to make one of his six marriages succeed. So do you, in 2022, just want to make a living? Or do you want to make a life? I challenge you to get into the book of Proverbs every day for the next year and begin to apply what you read there in your day-to-day -day living. And then in 12 months' time, to look back and see what a difference it has made in your life. It's one thing to make a living or to just get by. It's quite something else to make a life. Let's take a break there just for a moment in our thinking and we'll sing together the song, The Servant King. From heaven you came, helpless babe. So what would be the verse that, uh, the key verse uh, really that unlocks this book of Proverbs for us? Commentators are pretty much agreed that verse 7 in the first chapter answers this question. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. In older translations, we probably read or maybe learned when we were younger, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There are 18 references in, uh, to the fear of the Lord in the book of Proverbs. We don't have time um, at the moment to look at them all, but if you take up this challenge, you will find them on the way through uh, during the course of this year. But suffice to say that the fear of the Lord should be the controlling principle in our lives. When we hear the word beginning uh, in this verse, we should be careful not to make the mistake of thinking that this is something that we start off with and then leave behind or discard during the course of our lives. Not a bit of it. It becomes the controlling principle by which we live our lives at every stage. It's not a phase that we go through. We never grow out of it, no matter what age we are. Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs, asked God for wisdom. And years later, he was still asking God for wisdom. 
It was the regulating principle by which he lived. But have wisdom, you must first have reverence for the Lord. Having reverence for the Lord covers a wide field in the Bible. It means fearing him. And that is quite different from being afraid of him. We are not to be afraid, but we are to fear God. In the book of Hebrews, we read it is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Fearing God means serving him. It means worshipping him. It means obeying him. It means loving him. All of these things are involved in reverence, in the fear of the Lord. Having true wisdom is based on having a true relationship with God. And maybe for some that needs to be the starting block. Maybe to enter into that new relationship with God. To invite Jesus into our lives. And what better time to do that than at the start of a new year. Or perhaps it is that we need to recommit our lives to him at the start of this new year. We read in Colossians that in Jesus Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 24, we are told that he, Jesus Christ, is our wisdom. Solomon was the wisest ruler who ever lived. And yet in Matthew chapter 12, verse 42, we read that Jesus Christ is greater than Solomon in both his wisdom and his wealth. All the beautiful qualities described in Proverbs are seen in Jesus Christ. And his earthly walk is a pattern for us to follow as God's people. Why we will not find Jesus mentioned by name in the book of Proverbs, the passage that was read to us from chapter 8 strongly suggests that uh, Jesus Christ as the eternal wisdom of God. Jesus Christ, the eternal creative word, was there right at the beginning. So are you up for learning more about the wisdom of Jesus? Are you up for the challenge of reading a chapter of Proverbs um, every day for the whole of 2022? Why am I encouraging you to do this? Well, partly because of the warning that we find in the passage that we read from Colossians. In closing, let's just look again at what it said. Paul writes, For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those in Laodicea, and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, 
to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And here it comes, the warning in verse 4. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. I say this, that no one may delude you with plausible arguments. There are many plausible arguments being made in our society and indeed, dare I suggest, our church at the moment and in over recent years. Plausible arguments about things that are contrary to the will and to the wisdom of God. And we need to be aware. And we need to know what God's wisdom is. So that we are not led blindly by the nose into a belief that is contrary to the word of God. And the only way we can do that is by finding out the wisdom of God, learning the wisdom of God. Jesus lived out the Proverbs and we need to follow his example eh, and do that too. It's not just a case of reading or even memorizing some of them, but we need to put them into practice and live our life according to what we find there. So, 2nd of January, you've missed a day, but you can easily catch up. We've already read part of it this morning, part of chapter one. But can I actually also recommend uh, a book to you, one that I have used and found quite helpful um, in reading the Proverbs. And it's a book by um, a pastor in America, Timothy Keller. You may have heard of him or read some of his other stuff. Uh, this is a, a daily devotional, and it's called The Way of Wisdom. You can buy it online, you can get it um, on a Kindle or whatever, or get a hard copy. And this will take you through the book of Proverbs in a year. It's a good companion to use while reading a chapter of Proverbs every day. Or you could just use this on its own and go through the book in one year. But I recommend this to you um, for your study and reflection. The book of Proverbs and reading it is not just about a new year resolution. It's not just about turning over a new leaf. It's about getting a new life. It's about learning how to live the Christian life, about knowing what is right and what is wrong. So that when we are presented with plausible arguments, we can be aware of what the truth from God's word actually is. Don't turn over a new leaf. 
get a new life. Let's pray together. Lord God, our loving Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. And we remember that it provides guidance and direction about how we ought to, uh, what we ought to believe and how we ought to behave. We thank you for this book of Proverbs, which has particular and practical lessons uh, to teach us. It is included in the Bible to provide us with knowledge, to teach us the way of wisdom. Help us to start off correctly by remembering that to have knowledge, we must first have reverence for the Lord. Help us, Lord, to have that reverence in our lives, to fear you, to serve you, to worship you, to obey you, 